choose your destiny. Flawless victory. Choose your destiny. Alright everybody, welcome back. It's another episode of the Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Wolke, back after an awesome week one. We had some real studs, we had some real duds, um, and we'll get to that later. But first thing, I want to cover the Antonio Brown saga that happened in between um, now and our, our last episode. And god damn, that was a House of Cards episode if I've ever seen one. They, Bill Belichick and Antonio Brown played the league like a fiddle. Don't tell me that this was not all predetermined and behind the scenes by the Patriots because we all know there are some shady bastards and they were doing uh, something ever since the day that Antonio Brown was traded to the Raiders instead of them. Um, we all know that Bob Kraft is in the back getting hand jobs while Billy and the boys are pulling some shady shit out front. So we uh, we looked around um, and we found uh, some audio clip and proof that Bill Belichick was behind this. Now we think that this must have taken place before the altercation between Antonio Brown and Mike Mayock. So take a listen um, and I think you'll find what you hear pretty interesting. Okay, Antonio, here's what you're going to do. You're going to pick up the football. You're going to turn to Mike. You're going to call him a cracker. You're going to punt the ball. You'll be released within four hours, and then we'll sign you right after that. So you guys can formulate your own opinions based on that, but I'm I'm really thinking that there's some shady stuff going on in New England, and... uh, We'll see if Antonio Brown can keep his attitude straight for long enough to stay there, Uh, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Next, we're going to have a segment uh, that I think is now going to be a weekly segment. Uh, It's going to be dedicated to my man Booger McFarlane, who within the first 10 minutes of kickoff in the first Monday Night Football game, he was trending on Twitter so every week from here on out, we're going to have a new segment called Picking on Booger. <laughs> so here's the segment. Hope you enjoy the first one of the year. Hey, Mom, what's for dinner? Go up your nose and pick a winner. All right, so this week... We've got a collection of tweets that were brought in uh, during the first Monday Night Football game regarding uh, Booger McFarlane. The first one comes in from at Tyler Jones Live. It says, it's not even the end of the first quarter, and Booger McFarlane is the number one twi- trend on Twitter. Tough scene. Another one comes in from at Spare Tyron Man. He says, I'd rather dry hump a gravel road covered in broken glass then listen to the NFL underscore Monday Night Football crew Joe Testarotti's voice is like listening to paint dry and Booger McFarlane sounds like an 8th grader who snorted 27 pixie sticks and shotgunned a keg of Mountain Dew 
the next tweet is a quote on the commentary that came from Booger after uh, Traquan Smith's uh, moss-like catch at Brandon DZW on Twitter quotes, to reach around a guy, to use his hands, quote by Booger McFarlane. And finally, the last one comes in from at Joe underscore Miglio 21. Um, he uh, definitely gets uh, gets kind of where I was coming from during the game too, and he heard what I was hearing. It's Booger McFarlane after Duke Johnson's run. I love what the Texans are doing. Booger after a Saint sack. I love what the Saints are doing. Is this guy kidding me? <laughs> so uh, those were the tweets uh, that came in just you know at the very beginning even of the Monday night football game last night, and so. This is going to be a weekly thing where we have to suffer through Booger together. And so we have now every week picking on Booger. Can't wait for the rest of the year. Another segment that we're going to have on the show is called Fantasy Freaks, where we're going to highlight the guys that balled out over the week, the guys that brought us a fantasy victories, and highlight their talents. Fantasy Freaks is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Add a little spice to your life. First up on Fantasy Freaks, we've got Sammy Watkins. Sammy went off this week for nine receptions, 198 yards, and three touchdowns, totaling in 37.8 fantasy points in standard leagues. The dude is from another planet, and he really thinks so. If you recall last year, Sammy decided to tweet out some high-ass shit and said that he was some type of advanced reptilian solar being. He's very, and he, he quotes, I'm a whole different species. I'm convinced I'm not a human, never was. More like an advanced reptilian solar being. I'm very powerful. It kind of scares me. LOL. Sammy was asked about this, um, by a reporter and his response was and quote i just feel like the world is what it is there are a lot of different species we're a lot of different species whether we like it or not we all have the same characteristics in this world we're all different but we all have the same conscious and we all live in the same reality but there's a lot of different things in this world <laughs> sammy you, my friend, are going to for sure get a four-game suspension on the league's substance abuse policy. But until then, we don't give a damn because your high ass is putting up some high fantasy points. Next up is Lamar Jackson, who, man, for being a running quarterback and you know the dual threat thing and everything, he only rushed three attempts and six yards. But the dude passed for 324 yards and five touchdowns, no interceptions, 33.6 fantasy points. Not bad. Not bad at all, Lamar. But not bad for a running back. Next up, we've got uh, DeAndre Hopkins, or as I'm going to start calling him, DeAndre the Giant. Because that son of a bitch suplexed the shit out of Marcus Williams last night. If you haven't seen that video clip, go watch it because he made Marcus Williams look like a little boy. But DeAndre the Giant doing 
gigantic things, putting up massive numbers, just getting right back to where he left off. Eight receptions, 111 yards, two touchdowns, and 23.1 fantasy points in standard leagues. If the dude's on your team, you've got a real good shot at winning the championship after watching that week one matchup. Next up, we want to highlight some guys that were just total duds this week that just didn't show up. So the next segment, we've got the Poo Poo Plata coming right up. Hey, who wanted the Poo Poo Plata? First up on the list this week, we've got Baker Mayfield, um, who... After all the hype that we've heard all preseason, a lot of it driven by Baker himself, someone feeling dangerous. He was feeling dangerously bad on week one, forcing throws all over the field, really forcing those throws worse than Antonio Brown forces himself on athletic trainers. Someone who is almost as equally as douchey as Baker Mayfield um, looked equally as bad, maybe worse this week, no other than Scam Newton himself. Just did not look like a quarterback that needed to be out there. It was honestly painful to watch Cam Newton this week. Really, it was more painful than watching Danny Rager try to pick up chicks at a wedding full of single women when he's the only single guy. We all saw it at Tyler Davis's wedding, and goddamn Danny has no game whatsoever. But, Danny, at least you're in good company with Cam Newton. And finally on the list is uh, Mike Evans, who had a, a god-awful game. Although he was noted as sick and, and questionable for the game, he just played like the scrub that he looks like. I mean, honestly, Mike Evans looks like the guy in like middle school or grade school or even high school that showed up to class in like some hand-me-down clothes that don't match athletic shorts past his knees and like paper balls and fuzzies and shit in his hair he just looks like a complete scrub and he played like one as well but uh next let's get into some injuries um some notable ones um number one you know nick Foles is on the ir doesn't really matter he sucked anyway and was on a shitty jaguars team so not sure why any of us are paying attention to that one Next up, we have a more notable injury with Tyreek Hill. He's got a sternoclavicular injury. Uh, not looking good for Tyreek. Should be out about six weeks. You know, some reports are saying as little as three, but realistically, we don't want to see him coming back too early. I don't think the Chiefs do either, as they want him for the playoff run. So I think he's going to be out for six weeks. And then you've got Patrick Mahomes um, with a high ankle sprain. Um, this is going to be just a day-to-day, week-to-week thing and managing the pain. But, you know, I think what Pat showed um, in the second half of this last game um, is that he can play on it. You know, of course, it's going to affect his mobility a little bit and extending plays, but we all know that he has the arm to sit in the pocket and, and make some throws as well. So we'll see how the Chiefs play to that and see how it affects his numbers. I think it will a little bit, um, but I think overall – the Chiefs have a great training staff. They're going to take care of this ankle for Patrick and, and get him ready for a playoff run. Um, next, you have Tevin Coleman, who also has an ankle sprain. Uh, Shanahan does not sound very positive on this one. It sounds like it's going to be a multiple-week injury. They just can't get the running backs right in San Francisco. 
of course, that's great news for Raheem Mostert and the guy that looks like an alien on your uh, fantasy app there, uh, Matt Breida. And then you also have Mike Williams, um, who is day-to-day with the knee. I don't think that this is a knee. I actually think that after reviewing the film, this is a case of pusitis. And also with sand in their vagina um, is Baker Mayfield, who is uh, calling it a hand and is also day-to-day. And then wrapping things up, we have Joe Mixon with the left ankle. Uh, basically, he sucks more than he already did. So kudos again to Danny for drafting him in the second round over Dalvin Cook, who looked like the beast that he is. All right, so now we're just going to go through kind of a follow-up to week one, see where everybody's standing. So here we go. Half the league is 1-0 and half the league is 0-1. That does it for our standings. And I was also going to do a game of the week, but really... All the games sucked as bad as a Justin Edwards haircut. They were all blowouts. I was wrong on my lock of the week. The newcomer Bryce Bowman beats the ex-champ, the Grand Poobahs. Everything was backwards. The only thing I got right really was that I was going to lose week one like I always do. So we're going to skip to a different segment um, where we're going to highlight the worst trade offers of the week. Um, And this one was submitted by the Grand Poobah's owner, Chris Schneider, um, and it was offered by the corrupt commissioner himself, Matt, and team Hold My Dick. So first, Matt offers uh, Tyreek Hill post-injury and Adrian Peterson, who is more broken than... Tyler Davis's moral compass. And of course, you know, Chris comes back and, and says, no way, you know, not with the injury to Tyree Kill. That is not even close to an even trade when Dalvin Cook looks like he could be, you know, of course, a top three back. So I'd say hell no as well. And then Matt turns around and tries to make up some crap, saying that Tyreek's only going to be out three weeks which is about half the time that he's going to be out. And Matt then says, the guy has our word strength. And and Matt, the commissioner of the Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football League, actually used the R word. So if you have anything to do with the future of Matt, um, or Matt, if you ever run for political office, I just want everyone to know, it's on record, Matt used the full R word and said Tyreek Hill has R-word strength, high risk, high reward, then turns around and tries to trade Chris with Sean McCoy, who has less than 50% of the snap count on the Kansas City Chiefs offense, and Tyreek Hill, who's going to be out for six weeks until week seven for Dalvin Cook. Matt, you've got to start making better trade offers if people are going to take you seriously and if you want to improve your team. But maybe that's where he got his team name because at the end of each year, all he's able to do is stand there with his dick in his hand. Of course, the commissioner um, has decided to respectfully decline 
to come on the show and, and comment on his questionable trade offers. So we're going to continue to extend our hand out and offer him the opportunity to explain himself. Um, and in, until next week, um, he will be the champion so far this season of the worst trade offers. Please send them in directly to my cell, and uh, we'll be presenting those every week right here on the Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football Podcast. But until then, we'll see you next week. Week two coming up. Everybody breathe. If you got your ass kicked, it's going to be okay. A lot of things are going to change here soon. So good luck to everybody. Until then, rest in peace, Harambe. Hashtag Westside. Wookie out. Everybody, welcome back. It's another episode of the Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Wolke, back after an awesome week one. We had some real studs, we had some real duds, um, and we'll get to that later. But first thing, I want to cover um, the Antonio Brown saga that happened in between um, now and our, our last episode. And goddamn, that was a House of Cards episode if I've ever seen one. They... Bill Belichick and Antonio Brown played the league like a fiddle. Don't tell me that this was not all predetermined and behind the scenes by the Patriots because we all know there are some shady bastards and they were doing uh, something ever since the day that Antonio Brown was traded to the Raiders instead of them. Um, We all know that Bob Kraft is in the back getting hand jobs while Billy and the boys are pulling some shady shit out front. So we uh, we looked around um, and we found uh, some audio clip and proof that Bill Belichick was behind this. Now we think that this must have taken place before the altercation between Antonio Brown and Mike Mayock. So take a listen um, and I think you'll find what you hear pretty interesting. Okay, Antonio, here's what you're going to do. You're going to pick up the football. You're going to turn to Mike. You're going to call him a cracker. You're going to punt the ball. You'll be released within four hours, and then we'll sign you right after that. All right, so you guys can formulate your own opinions based on that, but I'm I'm really thinking that there's some shady stuff going on in New England, and uh, we'll see if Antonio Brown can keep his attitude straight for long enough to stay there, uh, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Next, we're going to have a segment uh, that I think is now going to be a weekly segment. Uh, It's going to be dedicated to my man Booger McFarlane, who within the first 10 minutes of kickoff in the first Monday Night Football game, he was trending on Twitter. So every week from here on out, we're going to have a new segment called 
picking on Booger. <laughs> so here's the segment. Hope you enjoy the first one of the year. Hey, Mom, what's for dinner? Go up your nose and pick a winner. All right, so this week we've got a collection of tweets that were brought in uh, during the first Monday Night Football game regarding uh, Booger McFarlane. The first one comes in from at Tyler Jones Live. It says, it's not even the end of the first quarter, and Booger McFarlane is the number one trend on Twitter. Tough scene. Another one comes in from at Spare Tyron Man. He says, I'd rather dry hump a gravel road covered in broken glass than listen to the NFL underscore Monday Night Football crew. Joe Testarotti's voice is like listening to paint dry. And Booger McFarlane sounds like an eighth grader who snorted 27 pixie sticks and shotgunned a keg of Mountain Dew. <laughs> the next tweet is a quote on the commentary that came from Booger after uh, Traquan Smith's uh, moss-like catch. At Brandon DZW on Twitter, quotes, To reach around a guy, to use his hands, quote by Booger McFarlane. And finally, the last one comes in from at Joe underscore Miglio 21. Um, he uh, definitely gets uh, gets kind of where I was coming from during the game too, and he heard what I was hearing. It's Booger McFarlane after Duke Johnson's run. I love what the Texans are doing. Booger after a Saint sack. I love what the Saints are doing. Is this guy kidding me? <laughs> so uh, those were the tweets uh, that came in just you know at the very beginning even of the Monday night football game last night. And so this is going to be a weekly thing where we have to suffer through Booger together. And so we have now every week picking on Booger. Can't wait for the rest of the year. Another segment that we're going to have on the show is called Fantasy Freaks, where we're going to highlight the guys that balled out over the week, the guys that brought us a fantasy victories, and highlight their talents. Fantasy Freaks is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Add a little spice to your life. First up on Fantasy Freaks, we've got Sammy Watkins. Sammy went off this week. For nine receptions, 198 yards, and three touchdowns, totaling in 37.8 fantasy points in standard leagues. The dude is from another planet, and he really thinks so. If you recall, last year, Sammy decided to tweet out some high-ass shit and said that he was some type of advanced reptilian solar being. He's very... And he, he quotes, I'm a whole different species. I'm convinced I'm not a human, never was. More like an advanced reptilian solar being. I'm very powerful. It kind of scares me. LOL. Sammy was asked about this um, by a reporter, and his response was, and quote, I just feel like the world is what it is. There are a lot of different species. We're a lot of different species. Whether we like it or not, we all have the same characteristics in this world. We're all different, but we all have the same conscious, and we all live in the same reality. But there's a lot of different things in this world. <laughs> Sammy 
you, my friend, are going to for sure get a four-game suspension on the league's substance abuse policy. But until then, we don't give a damn because your high ass is putting up some high fantasy points. Next up is Lamar Jackson, who, man, for being a running quarterback and, you know, the dual threat thing and everything, he only rushed three attempts and six yards. But the dude passed for 324 yards and five touchdowns, no interceptions, 33.6 fantasy points. Not bad. Not bad at all, Lamar. But not bad for a running back. Next up, we've got uh, DeAndre Hopkins, or as I'm going to start calling him, DeAndre the Giant, because that son of a bitch suplexed the shit out of Marcus Williams last night. If you haven't seen that video clip, go watch it, because he made Marcus Williams look like a little boy. But DeAndre the Giant doing gigantic things, putting up massive numbers, just getting right back to where he left off, eight receptions, 111 yards, two touchdowns, and 23.1 fantasy points in standard leagues. If the dude's on your team, you've got a real good shot at winning the championship after watching that week one matchup. Next up, we want to highlight some guys that were just total duds this week that just didn't show up. So the next segment, we've got the poo-poo platter coming right up. Hey, who wanted the poo-poo platter? First up on the list this week, we've got Baker Mayfield, um, who, after all the hype that we've heard all preseason, a lot of it driven by Baker himself, someone feeling dangerous. He was feeling dangerously bad on week one, forcing throws all over the field, really forcing those throws worse than Antonio Brown forces himself on athletic trainers. Someone who is almost as equally as douchey as Baker Mayfield um, looked equally as bad, maybe worse this week. No other than Scam Newton himself just did not look like a quarterback that needed to be out there. It was honestly painful to watch Cam Newton this week. Really, it was more painful than watching Danny Rager try to pick up chicks at a wedding full of single women when he's the only single guy. We all saw it at Tyler Davis's wedding and. God damn, Danny has no game whatsoever. But, Danny, at least you're in good company with Cam Newton. And finally on the list is uh, Mike Evans, who had a, a god-awful game. Although he was noted as sick and, and questionable for the game, he just played like the scrub that he looks like. I mean, honestly, Mike Evans looks like the guy in like middle school or grade school or even high school that showed up to class and like some hand-me-down clothes that don't match athletic shorts past his knees and like paper balls and fuzzies and shit in his hair. He just looks like a complete scrub, and he played like one as well. But uh, next, let's get into some injuries, um, some notable ones. Um, number one, you know, Nick Foles is on the IR. Doesn't really matter. He sucked anyway and was on a shitty Jaguars team, so not sure why any of us are paying attention to that one. Next up, we have a more notable injury with Tyreek Hill. He's got a sternoclavicular injury. Uh, not looking good for Tyreek. Should be out about six weeks. You know, Some reports are saying as little as three, but realistically, 
we don't want to see him coming back too early. I don't think the Chiefs do either as they want him for the playoff run. So I think he's going to be out for six weeks. And then you've got Patrick Mahomes um, with a high ankle sprain. Um, this is going to be just a day-to-day, week-to-week thing and managing the pain. But, you know, I think what Pat showed um, in the second half of this last game um, is that he can play on it. You know, of course, it's going to affect his mobility a little bit and extending plays, but we all know that he has the arm to sit in the pocket and, and make some throws as well. So we'll see how the Chiefs play to that and see how it affects his numbers. I think it will a little bit, um, but I think overall the Chiefs have a great training staff. They're going to take care of this ankle for Patrick and, and get him ready for a playoff run. Um, next, you have Tevin Coleman, who also has an ankle sprain. Uh, Shanahan does not sound very positive on this one. It sounds like it's going to be a multiple-week injury. They just can't get the running backs right in San Francisco. Of course, that's great news for Raheem Mostert and the guy that looks like an alien on your uh, fantasy app there, uh, Matt Breida. And then you also have Mike Williams, um, who is day-to-day with the knee I don't think that this is a knee. I actually think that after reviewing the film, this is a case of pusitis. And also with sand in their vagina um, is Baker Mayfield, who is uh, calling it a hand and is also day-to-day. And then wrapping things up, we have Joe Mixon with the left ankle. Uh, Basically, he sucks more than he already did. So kudos again to Danny for drafting him in the second round over Dalvin Cook who looked like the beast that he is. All right, so now we're just going to go through kind of a follow-up to week one, see where everybody's standing. So here we go. Half the league is 1-0 and half the league is 0-1. That does it for our standings. And I was also going to do a game of the week, but really, all the games sucked as bad as a Justin Edwards haircut. They were all blowouts. I was wrong on my lock of the week. The newcomer, Bryce Bowman, beats the ex-champ, the Grand Poobahs. Everything was backwards. The only thing I got right, really, was that I was going to lose week one like I always do. So we're going to skip to a different segment um, where we're going to highlight the worst trade offers of the week. Um, And this one was submitted by the Grand Poobahs owner, Chris Schneider, um, and it was offered by the corrupt commissioner himself, Matt, and team Hold My Dick. So first, Matt offers uh, Tyreek Hill post-injury and Adrian Peterson, who is more broken than Tyler Davis's moral compass. And of course, you know, Chris comes back and, and says, no way, you know, not with the injury to Tyree Kill. That is not even close to an even trade when Dalvin Cook looks like he could be, you know, of course, a top three back. So I'd say hell no as well. And then Matt turns around and tries to make up some crap saying that Tyreek's only going to be out three weeks, which is about half the time that he's going to be out. And Matt then says, the guy has R-word strength. And and Matt, the commissioner, 
of the Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football League actually used the R word. So if you have anything to do with the future of Matt um, or Matt, if you ever run for political office, I just want everyone to know it's on record. Matt used the full R word and said Tyreek Hill has R word strength, high risk, high reward. Then turns around and tries to trade Chris with Sean McCoy, who has less than 50% of the snap count on the Kansas City Chiefs offense, and Tyreek Hill, who's going to be out for six weeks until week seven for Dalvin Cook. Matt, you got to start making better trade offers if people are going to take you seriously and if you want to improve your team. But maybe that's where he got his team name because at the end of the each year, all he's able to do stand there with his dick in his hand. Of course, the commissioner um, has decided to respectfully decline to come on the show and, and comment on his questionable trade offers. So we're going to continue to extend our hand out and offer him the opportunity to explain himself. Um, and in, until next week, um, he will be the champion so far this season of the worst trade offers. Please send them in directly to my cell, and uh, we'll be presenting those every week right here on the Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football Podcast. But until then, we'll see you next week. Week two coming up. Everybody breathe. If you got your ass kicked, it's going to be okay. A lot of things are going to change here soon. So good luck to everybody. Until then, rest in peace, Harambe. Hashtag Westside. Wookie out.